0: Poetic Properties is a complex creation, brought to you by infinitely complex production and sponsorship with peacefully flawed apparel, where we believe that no matter the darkness, you have the opportunity and ability to get to the light. Thank you for tuning in to the Poetic Property Podcast. I am your host, Complex the Poet, Father, Author, and Entrepreneur. Yo, the these last few weeks or months or whatever have been kicking my butt on an emotional tip, on a mental health tip. Like, it's just been crazy, and it's because I'm seeking healing uh, at a greater level more recently, and so I'm having to kind of attack the things that I know affect me. I wanted to make it a point this year to try my best not to fall too deep into an emotional uh, emotional slump about you know the passing of kennedy is still i don't know why it still feels like just yesterday i don't know how long it takes to uh, to set in for real about the loss of a loved one, a child. Like, I don't know how long it, it takes to set in because it's, it's still very, very fresh to me to a certain extent, and it creates a level of, of loneliness, a uh, level of darkness that is difficult amongst everything else that's going on in my life. Like, I have a lot on my plate to where... Um, I have to use proper discernment to get through that type of stuff, like the stuff with the kids um, and their mom, sentiment been sick. I've been frustrated just about a lot of things with work, just relationship stuff, friendship stuff. Like, it's just been, it's been hectic on my mind. And a lot of days, I don't know if I'm coming or going. And so I, as intentional as I try to be, about my healing, it gets hectic and it, it hurts because of, um, how hard I have to poke at it, right? But it is a mission, a daily mission for me to be intentional about my healing, to be intentional about love, intentional about my kids, intentional about, um, grieving properly, not creating these outbursts and stuff like that. And so, I've just been reading a bunch of different articles. I've been chilling. I've been, you know, kind of brainstorming on things to to keep me distracted with the business so that I can kind of clear my mind a little bit. Um, but over these past few months, something that has been standing out to me is that a lot of us suffer in, in silence, and we do that uh, intentionally um, because there is a fear of judgment, there is a fear of ignorance, there is a fear of shame that comes with going through mental health uh, issues, depression, anxiety, paranoia, etc., when other people's mind is strong and they haven't experienced it um, and haven't kind of researched it. Like, we're in a world today where um, social media says certain things and it just—it's that surface thing, and it's whatever, uh, whatever the person said in the viral video, like that's the thing, and we don't go no further than that. Like right now, social media's talk about narcissism a lot, but they're looking at it from a social, uh, a social flaw, and not a an actual disorder, not an actual mental flaw, and I'm not taking up for nobody, because narcissists be on some bullshit, and they need to kind of, you know, they need to figure that out on their own, they need to get some help, but it's just that I see a lot of that when it comes to mental health stuff, right, and nobody wants to really admit how difficult it is to go through this to have these uncontrollable thoughts to have these things running through your mind left right um you know up down just every which way and I'm not that like for me over this past few weeks I've really like start kind of paying attention to the suffering and silence and how it affects me as, as a person I don't I'm not a trauma dumper like that, but there is a part of your life that needs uh, there, that needs that release, right? I can't always be the one who's listening. I have to be able to get you know the stuff out of my head, off of my chest, as well. And I, you know, if I trust you to be your ear. I trust that you will be able to be mine and you will be able to look at it from a different perspective or you will be able to truly understand what I'm going through and give advice from that standpoint. In my experience, there's not a lot of people that are capable of truly understanding what... We experience while these uh, bouts of depression hit, or you know, you're at a high anxiety level and stuff like that, and so you get a response that is a cookie cutter response and it doesn't fit, and that affects relationships, that affects friendships because you, a lot of times, a lot of times, your friends, when you tell them certain things, they're only talking responding to the issue they're not taking in consideration of who you are what you went through what you're going through how you got to this point and stuff like that and though it's not their full responsibility to 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 do all of that if you my friend for real i need you to understand who i am Uh, because i'm very intentional about who I allow around me I'm very intentional about who I tell my problems to because it's not for everybody like there's a there's uh, uh, different groups of friends that you say certain things to you don't change your character of who you are you know at the depths of your soul but I can talk to this person about mental health I could talk to this person about family stuff I could talk to this person about financial stuff or frustrations yada yada whatever Ideally, ideally, you want a partner, a romantic partner that can handle all that, and, and there's a, a level of balance there. But sometimes, even in that, sometimes that doesn't work, and you do need that friend group or that support group or what have you and stuff like that. And this pa- these past few weeks, I started understanding my stubbornness as a result to suffering in silence, right? My ego has a hold on me as a result to that because it creates a lot of extra insecurities when I express the weakness, right? Because even, and I'm saying the weakness loosely because for me, weakness, vulnerability, like that's my strength right there. Being able to walk outside, being able to log into work, being able to have a conversation with the woman, being able to uh, have a conversation with my friend group, like, that is my strength. Like, you know who you're dealing with. I'm not taking your choice away. I am very vulnerable. I'm a very emotional person, but I'm still tough i still i'll protect i'll provide i'll do all those those things i'll love i'll cherish i'll care stuff like that but when it comes to my emotions for real, i'm very sensitive and if i can't express when i'm having a bad day when if i can't express when things seem like they're going a bit left if i can express that to you as a partner if i can't express that to you as a friend what am i to do and because a lot of us go through this cycle over and over and over, it, it creates this callous, how can I say, creates this, this, this armor of, I'm just going to shut the fuck up. I'm just going to chill. I'm going to go through it. I'm going to figure it out. Because, like, a lot of us be like, I don't want to put this on nobody. And the reality of it is, is no, you don't want to see your reflection in this situation. And I find myself being a mixture of uh of of both, cause a lot like, relationship stuff, it, that shit hard for me. It's very hard for me to trust. It's very hard for me to to feel, like at peace. And I think now that I'm being more intentional about that and understanding that about myself, and I'm purposely, you know, lowering. No, the, the insecurities. I'm purposely putting myself in positions to where I have to be vulnerable you know, with a partner. I have to, to, to be okay with um, them wanting to help. I have to be okay with them maybe mentioning something that I don't think that I'm strong enough to talk about, but I have to respect them enough to where we're going we gonna to talk about it. If it's difficult for me, I'm also going to express, hey, that, that, that's difficult for me. Right? I've come to the, con- to the conclusion, like, there is... I don't feel like I'm a needer of people. Right? I watch so many people in my life coming up just, just get to it. One of the, the best things and the worst things that I, that I tell people that helped me, but it hurt like hell, is becoming a single parent. Right? When I became a single parent, I was just off vibes of I remember my mom had to do this. Being so young, I don't know what the time frame was between the time she broke up, you know, uh, got divorced from my dad and then remarried. I don't truly like know the time, but I watched my mom be my primary parent my entire life, right? No matter who was around. She's been my primary, she, she was my primary parent. And so I was just going off that. Like, I'm not thinking about relationship. I'm not thinking about nothing. All I'm thinking about is what my mom do. Like how, like, 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 what do I remember about my upbringing? Okay. Apply it good or bad with understanding, without understanding, like, nah, this is what I know. And so I just suffered through that. I never spoke on it. I never, I never speak on on what was really done to me, in all of the, my, in all three of my adult relationships. I never talk about the things that I like for real. Allowed knowing that it was wrong, but just staying because, like, I, I'm just not built to be by myself. But that created insecurity because I'm like, damn, like I high key have Stockholm syndrome to, to toxicity and violence because why am I here? Why am I allowing this? Why am I, why am I, um, why am I allowing myself to go through any of this and stay? And then the victim mentality starts kicking in and then, you know, I'll start researching that and I'm just like, damn, I'm really messed up as a result to that. Like my trust is really tore up. But being quiet and just moving on to the next situation, the next friendship, the next job, like being quiet, um, it affects me. Like, I'm at, a, I'm, at a place, I'm at a place like this, right? There's a point in your life that disrespect makes you want to retaliate. It puts you in this evil space of, I'll fuck all this shit up. I'll do this. I'll do that. I'm at the age now, and I've been there. I've been that young. I'll, I'll shoot the whole shit up. Everybody gets, I'm, I've been that guy. I'm at the point now to where disrespect does not warrant a response from me. So I'm able to see it and be like, all right, cool. I got to get away from you. It took three relationships and eight years of me sitting the fuck down and finding me to realize that ain't it. You putting your hands on me you're stealing you're manipulating you you know you're disrespecting the kids like and i'm just so scared to be alone and nobody knows because in front of camera in front of people i'm gentle i'm loving yes we hard. yeah oh babe blah, 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 but behind closed door catching a two-piece behind closed door you stealing money behind closed door you telling me you don't like my kids but because I love you so much, I'm going to let you be great and I'm not going to defend myself at all. And I'm going to let you fly, you know, go through to through, or what is it? Uh, 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 blowing through the wind, whatever, that, whatever that movie is. But I'm going to let you do that because it's not it's not important to me. How you how you move, it's important of how I let you move around me. And I had to learn that. And so these past few weeks, I've just kind of been, you know, playing stuff back in my mind. Like, I can't believe I allowed that. And these people are living their life loving it. And the whole time I'm like, no, nah, I can't say nothing because I'm me. And then people are going to look at me, uh, think I'm weaker than what I am. And oh, and then I'm, I'm going to be a mark. Yeah, we can get it easy. He loved hard. Once he lock in, like, he he, he that guy. And unfortunately, those, those situations with family, with friends, with relationships, it kind of ruined me. Not even kind of, it did ruin me. And so I just chill. I just chill. And that's been rough on my mental because I don't want to just chill. I want to be fruitful. I want to uh be in a loving relationship, a, a safe relationship. I want to be, you know, more active than what I am. But it comes a time to where you have to understand, like for me, I've healed enough to the point to where I need another person. Right? It don't like, and, and I'm just, I'm just, I'm just saying in general. It don't have to be a sexual partner. It don't have to be a girlfriend. It don't have to be, you know, just a friend. Like, it's just I'm at the point to where being able to have adult conversation and bounce things off of people, without feeling judged, without being scared to share ideas. Like, that's where I'm at in my life right now. But it's so scary that's like I got, I'm selective about what I say, how I say it. And so I'm trying to get over this suffering and silence, and I want to be able to help people as well. Like, I'm not saying go out and, oh, this person did this every single day, right? I'm not saying put people into your business, into your space, enough to where they have an opinion. But, again, if you, if you, you have a, a partner that you can have a real conversation with, if you have a support group, a friend group that you can have a real conversation with and don't feel judged, like, that's where, where it needs to be. And that's where I'm at now. Like, all right, I feel like I, I, I heal daily, right? I like, I'm actively doing that jump, right? I'm removing people immediately. If you affect my peace, you got to go. If you create an unnecessary chaos, you got to go. Like, we can debate. We can have, you know, disagreements and stuff like that. But if, you, if, if your responses and your... And your want is to create commotion, I can I can deal. Like I don't I, I don't I tell you guys, I don't argue. And maybe I should. Maybe maybe that should be something that I add back to to who I am, but I just I don't wanna argue. It's, I I just don't. So it's just been a, a crazy it's been a crazy few few weeks, a month or so of just crazy thoughts and just uh, trying to be intentional about how I heal, trying to be intentional about who I talk to, how I talk to them, what I'm accepting into uh, my life. Like, I really want, like, I'm, I'm at a level of peace that I'm really just trying to maintain. And I know it's, it's hard for outside people because of my healing language. Like, we talk about love language all the time but we need to start understanding that people have different healing languages as well. Like for me, I'm a person that when it gets too heavy, I have to shut it down. I don't, don't, don't just, just be there. Don't talk to me. Don't offer advice. Don't nothing. Just, just be there. Just be present. Right. And the reason why I say in in that moment, like, my healing language is, like, don't talk to me, don't offer advice, is because I'm trying to find my foundation of the hurt, my foundation of the pain. When I get there, if I trust you, if I feel like you have my best interest, when I get to that that even playing field, through the darkness, then, hey, this this is what I'm thinking about. A lot of people's healing language is they just want to be together, together, together. I need the information right now, immediately. Um, and it creates a conflict, right? And so for me now, it's important, how do you heal? Yeah, I, I, I see how you love. I see, like in the midst of an a, a argument, in, a, in, a, in the midst of a disagreement, uh, because even though I'm saying I don't argue, I'm not saying I walk away from difficult conversations. What I mean by I don't argue, I'm not about to raise my voice, I'm not about to threaten you, I'm not about to do none of that, right? We gonna have a civilized conversation or we're not gonna have a conversation. But in, the, in that, how are you speaking to me? How am I speaking to you? right? Am I am I fulfilling your healing language? Am I fulfilling your love language, your friendship language? Like, that's important to me. I know it's a lot to genuinely care about every single person you deal with and do the research on that, but because I feel as dark as I do when I do, it's important for me. The difference between me now and then, I'm still the same person that loves hard, that cares. I'm still... But now I'm, I'm holding you accountable. Do you feel that for me? Because I'm not wasting my time. I can't give you all of me unless you give me something in return. Right? That was my thing, with, you know, with my, what I was trying to tell my kids. Y'all have to understand, I do everything for y'all. Everything. Whatever you need, I do it. When there's a conflict, I'm the last word. When there's uh, uh, dating, when there's food, like when you're hurt, like I do everything. But you're not pouring back into me. And they're like, well, how do we pour as kids? Go clean up the kitchen when you're supposed to, take out the trash without me having to, to tell you, right? Go mop. Go, like, do something productive around the house. Don't think that you just getting good grades is pouring back into me. Yeah, that's pouring back into me because of what I went through to get y'all focused enough to go and in, in focus at school. I've never been a distraction. Anytime they need me, I'm there. But even as a parent, if I'm giving, 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 parent, 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 and you not doing the little things, now my cup is empty. And now it's, so, it's such vigor and anger. Get your ass up and clean up. Come on, bro. Why your room smell like that? Why the laundry room crazy? Why the liver? Like, you see what I'm saying? But if, you, if you're doing that, you're pouring into me, so it's going to keep me calm. If I'm giving, giving. Like, I was looking at my, my cash App And, again, it's my podcast. I can say what I want to. I gave somebody, like, $14,000. I was in a relationship. And my thing is never the thing that I give. I'm a firm believer that we have different areas of fulfillment. I personally don't care about money like that. As long as the thing that you found that makes me love, as long as you, f- like, as long as you find that and return it to me, I'm never going to think about anything. But then when you have such free time, like I do, you start going through your mind, like, why'd you do that? What is the outcome of that? When I'm giving too much, like, I'm empty. But again, I'm never saying nothing because I'm suffering in silence. And the suffering silence is to endure pain, distress, hardship, without expressing our feelings, concerns, or emotions to others. You looking out for everybody but yourself? Because you don't want anyone to look at that person that you have love for, that you're in love with, your kids, all that. Because you don't want nobody to see them how you see them behind closed doors. Because your love is so strong for this person, for these people, for these things, that you'll rather die making sure that they're okay than you holding them accountable and saying, hey, this is this not what it's supposed to be, right? We choose to suffer in silence for various reasons. Like I said, for me, mine is I never, wanna, I never want my person, my kids, my family, like, it doesn't matter what we're going through. I'm not disrespecting nobody. On this podcast, off this podcast, in real life, Twitter fingers, I'm, I don't care what we are going through. I am not gonna disrespect these people. Reason me, and once I say I love you, I love you. The degree gonna change because of the situation, but I'm never disrespecting anybody that has heard me, done me wrong. It is what it is. But now I'm just speaking up for myself a little bit better. Like I said, I choose or I was choosing to suffer in silence because I don't want nobody to look bad. For what? Why you got to look bad? Things didn't work out, right? You clearly have issues in your own head and what you, in your emotions that you got to deal with and you got to learn from and you have to uh, uh, respect that, right? Which I do. But now I love me enough to be like, all right, well, you're taking but not giving. I can't deal with that. You want... But you don't want to give. I can't deal with that. Now I'm more vocal. Ain't no more me just being quiet. I'm Listen. I got played for an entire marriage. I got played for an entire relationship with my daughter's mom. I got played in my third, in, in my, my third adult relationship. Well, I only had three adult relationships. And I'm fine with that. I I loved those women. I loved them. But I wish I would have spoke up more. I wish I would have said something to somebody that could have given me proper advice or, you know, just to be able to listen to so that I would be able to handle it better and not go down this road of of what I feel. Because every time I'm trying to, to heal from the loss of of Kennedy, I think about how she was made, right? Then now that in turns, like it, it it I'm bitter. I'm y'all, I'm bitter. I don't show it a lot, but like it's it's a it's a meme or a video or something, and I don't know, it's a little sav uh uh little savage. 21 Savage, and he was like, Man, I don't say it a lot, but I'll slap the fuck out all of y'all. I really be feeling like that. Like that be that is my Roman Empire. I really be like like I like I really suck the fuck out everybody, and not care, because I'm gonna keep it in my mind. I'm never gonna disrespect you. You can do whatever you can do whatever you want to, as long as you don't try to physically kill me or my kids. It's conversation or me walking away. Because I want peace. I want to be who I say that I am. I don't care what you think of me as a person if I'm giving my best. But again, people people choose to suffer in silence for a lot of reasons. You know, fear, judgment, vulnerability. Um, A big one for me is I'm not going to say nothing out loud. Because I gotta protect you from the from the problem, and if I bring attention to the problem, it's gonna get worse. But if I like, and it's it's all it's ego and a sense of control. Because I, this is about to sound super bad. You know how when you have. You know how when you have an animal that is just so aggressive and out of control, but you love that animal, right? You know you can't keep that animal in the cage and the house. like you know you can't do that. And I'm not trying to reference women, my friends or anybody to animals, but this is the only thing that I could think of um, to get this point off. I know you're bad. Just like I know you're good. I know if your bad goes unchecked, it's going to corrupt a lot. My toxic trait is I feel like I have to protect you from the thing you are doing to yourself and to others. So I'm going to stick around so you can't go to nowhere else. As long as I'm sitting here with you, you can't scam nobody. You can't shame nobody. You can't hurt. I felt the pain, right? And I'm still kicking. So I'm, I'm, I'm going to protect you because I don't want nobody to put, I don't want nobody to tell the truth on your name. I want to protect you from that because you don't see it yet. You haven't went through the journey of trying to heal yourself. You think this okay. Social media tell you this okay so you're going to keep doing it and I don't want other people to see that. I know that's a flaw of mine but when I say I love, I love and that's everything that comes with it. The good, the bad, the ugly. I'm going to make sure in this time frame that I have said to you that I love you that I am doing the best to protect you, even from yourself. Yeah, you can hit me all day. I don't care. Whatever. I mean, I do care now. But what I'm saying is that I've been the punching bag for so long. I don't want you to go do that to nobody. So I'm going to stay around you as long as I can. I'm going to allow it. And that's, again, that comes from being so used to suffering in silence. And in Stockholm, you start feeling like I... If you abuse me in this way, and you abuse me in this way, and you abuse me in this way, and I'm loving and I'm giving and I'm caring and I'm sharing and I'm loyal and I'm all of this, and I'm all of this, why am I gonna let you lose to, to do that to somebody else? I know it's not my duty, but I'm a hopeless romantic. I, want, I, don't, I don't want you ruining nobody else. You already ruined me. Like, run it back. I'll run run it back. Because if you get out in the open and you do this to somebody who don't care and they're okay with disrespecting you and not trying to help you grow, it's going to be bad for you. I had to let that part of me go. I, I, I had to let it go. Hey, go. You got it. You don't want to see what's wrong with you and you feel like you can handle it. For me, and I'm so proud of myself, I started seeing what's wrong with me. And a lot of what's wrong with me was me allowing people to just to do shit to me when I know it was wrong. Like, and I hate this about myself. I be so blinded in love. Like, I will see you doing something in my face. And I'm like, ooh, that don't, that don't seem right cook me a good meal, you know, rub my stomach, good sex. I didn't forgot. I didn't forgot. And what sucks and, and another reason what would what, what help me through this about the not uh, suffering asylum, my kids start figuring out when they do wrong shit. And so they start trying to buy me shit. Uh, I got you. Uh, I I got you some juice, and it'd be the weirdest shit. Like, I mean, I like it, but like, don't look at my weird cork, uh, quirks and reward me with my quirks when you do it wrong, right? I can't. Uh, I, you gotta go. You got. You have to protect yourself. Discussing discussing the various aspects of silent suffering. People don't want to talk about their mental health. Whether it's an extreme illness or it's something on the lighter side, people are talking about that shit. Judgment. People definitely not talking about domestic violence until years and years and years later. And societal, societal, what I call uh, societal standards. Societal standards got us all fucked up and lost, and not because people are not wanting to find out who they really are. They rather, they rather stick to the plan, whatever social media says they have for them. Like your life needs your attention. As long as you have air in you, your life needs your attention. You have to find who you want to be. You have to find out what your level of healing is, how that uh, how is going to come about, who you are going to allow in that space to help you or even if you need somebody in that space to help you. I had to learn. If I allow you in a space, I have to be open enough to hear what you got to say. I'm very big on not really you know, taking people's perspective on certain things, especially things that are factual to me because your perspective is opinion whereas I'm living in, in facts. A lot of times people tell you get over it. They'll tell you move on. And a lot of times we'll act tough now. like, yeah, okay, cool. No. I'm not strong enough to move on yet. I'm not strong enough to move to that next thing. You're encouraging me to do something that's going to hurt me later because you have this weird faith in me and you have, you have uh, an a, a opinion on how strong you think I am. I am telling you I am not strong enough. So you got to make it make sense. Quit telling me to go over there when I still need to be right here. I haven't learned this lesson. I'm about to slip and fall right now because I tried to move too fast and I slipped on a banana peel. But you telling me I'm okay over there and it's 10 banana peels over there and I don't even know how to get past this one. So my life needs my attention more than I need your attention. Right? I know my flaws. That's That's one of the... Oh my God, listen. One of the best things about me is that I know my flaws and I work on them often, and nobody gonna be able to tell me nothing. Nobody gonna me, be able to tell me anything because I know what the flaws are. I'm not scared of them. I know how to remove myself from situations. I know now suffering and silence is not to move. You see every day somebody coming out the woodwork of, of uh, suing somebody from something they did years and years and years ago, and I see that why they didn't tell it then, and that's stupid, and I'm leaving, it, and it's like if you weren't abused in that way, if you weren't used in that way, you don't understand. It looks easy outside because you don't have no love you don't have no care for that person you don't have no ties to that person you don't have no history to that person so you're like oh it makes sense to me if you do this to me then i'm gonna be out in real time dang i've been here for two years dang i've been here for three years Dang, I got kids. We got kids together. I can't just leave. I know it's hard. I know it's difficult. I'm just gonna try to talk to you. Even though you're not gonna listen. But I'm gonna stay. Why? Because it's been 10 years, it's been four years. We got kids. We got this connection. We got that connection. Without connection, everybody say, I will go. Without connection, oh, I would do this. I would do that. There's no connection there, so you don't know. So when you are speaking to people, make sure that it's somebody who has the experience that you're going through, and either they are actively making it through, or they have overcome the situation. If you have not been through the thing that you're trying to talk to me about, I can't listen to you. How do you know? i can't talk to a person about how i feel about losing kennedy that hasn't lost a child not that you can't be empathetic but how do you know you don't because you haven't experienced it you can say yeah Logically you should be okay because the reality of it is is everybody gotta die and da, da 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 but you don't have no connection. And I never said this out loud because people really be bugging, like, bruh, how are you tripping and your baby was a stillborn, right? You have no memory of anything, no connection, but the people who know me. No, once I'm the dad, I'm the dad. My, my mental connection, my 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 energy connection is real. So though I don't have real time memories of anything Kennedy ever could ever do, because again, today is not promised. She she did not have an ounce of sight, air, hearing at all. Dead. Immediately. Without connection, you're going to say, yo, you bugging, get over it. But then when you come across people who have experienced it, there's the advice. There's the empathy. It's, it, it, it's not one of those things to where it's like, I got to uh, walk on eggshells with you, but it's a certain level of conversation that comes with loss, that comes with grief. And if you're so busy paying attention to other people and you have no one paying attention to you and really trying to learn, you're going to stay in a cycle. Your life needs your attention and we have to understand it. The psychological impact of a silent sufferer's experience is It increases stress, anxiety, depression, isolation, um, reduced resilience, and y'all know me. Isolation is my best friend. I had to learn how to isolate properly, but before, when I tell y'all the depression was affecting my eating, which affected my anxiety, which infect uh, affected my physical health, my uh, lack of recovery or, or delay, like listen, I had to learn. No, I'm not about to be out here just telling my business and this person said this, did this, I'm not a child, but no, I'm answering questions. Give me, give me a 2020 date line, give me a 60 minutes, I'm answering questions. Why am I protecting people that will push me in the fire? You're supposed to protect me. Like, that's one of my biggest things, like, in in relationships and friendship. If I don't feel safe, I don't even care if we're next to each other. If I don't feel safe in a conversation with you, get away from me, fam. Get away from me. Like, you need to be having constant discussion on the importance of who you are. You need to be able to speak up to your partner. If you have kids, you need to be able to speak up to your kids and and, and not hold it in because you're killing yourself. And again, I'm not saying go out here and be on the rah-rah or oh you disrespecting me so now I gotta do this, do that. No, what I'm saying is start calling what it is. If you are in a relationship and you're disrespected right now Excuse me, I don't I don't like I don't like how you're talking to me. We got to come to an agreement that there's, it has to be better verbiage right here. It has to be uh, uh, a different tone right here because that makes me react like this and then now it's lost. That was how, that's another reason why I have come out of uh, uh, silent suffering and a reason why I don't argue because I feel like if you say your best shit and I say my best shit, ain't nothing else should be said after that. If we don't agree, we got to walk away for a little bit. We got to walk away and then maybe we can come back. A lot of times it just be so heated because now we're scared. A lot of arguments are because people are scared. They're scared to lose a relationship, friendship, money, time, whatever. A lot of arguments like really break down to people just being so scared. That's why it's all yelling and no understanding. Because in my mind, yelling is safety. If I keep yelling at you, you're going to back off. You're going to get away. Or we're going to fight, and then it's a a fight or flight type situation. But really think about that. Like, that's why I'm not arguing because, nah. No, I'm not trying to scare you. Again, I'm human. Am I going to raise my voice from time to time? Yeah. But is it to scare you and, and, and make you coward? No. And I had to start looking at that for other people. You can't keep doing shit because of your title of who you are. You can't keep talking to me like that. You can't keep treating me like this without any consequence. And for me, my biggest, my biggest consequence is isolation. Done. Leave me alone. Quit talking to me. It's important that we, we have to explore the cultural stigmas that come from societal pressure that discourages open dialogue. Stop caring about people thinking you weak. I tell people all the time, I have depression, I have anxiety, but I'll beat the fuck out of one of y'all. And I mean that from the bottom of my heart. Like I am super duper sensitive. I'm super duper quiet. But my mind in danger, my mind in altercation, I don't know why. I always in the kids even be calling me extreme because every response is I got to get back to my kids. What that means to me is if you are approaching me or you tripping on me or you doing whatever, I got to kill us off. Because you're trying to prevent me from getting to my kids. And I know you're not going to let me uh, beat you up or or kill you, but I feel like if I have to go there, I got to be extreme. I got to. Because you won't let me have an open dialogue in peace. You won't let me express myself in peace without... You coming for me and, and saying I'm faking or, or insinuating I'm faking or saying I'm weak because I, I can't get over the loss of my child It's difficult for me to, to deal with relationships because trust issues, um, the insecurity of me trying to date because, you know, I have all these kids and, 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 and all this stuff. And it's just like culturally, there's no empathy. All we care about in today's time is what goes on social media and what the overall opinion is. Just like a a lie and a truth is the same fucking thing. The goal is to make someone believe or deny faster than the other. Faster than the other. I can say right now this microphone is red, and y'all see it's black. But if I'm good enough, I can make an argument, or if enough people be like, well, if you turn it this way, if you turn the camera that way, the screen, it does seem like, it does seem red. That's what we'll living through. If I say I have depression, nah, you just said. Do you not understand the chemical imbalance that comes with a lot of these things? A lot of this stuff we don't even control for real. And we don't talk about it because we're scared of what social media is going to say. We're scared of what outsiders are going to say. Having a a support system and resources and, um, excuse me, exploring the roles. You want to give your friends, your family in this situation, right? For me, I got DW, I got Tati, I got Matt, I got Blue, and I got Brandy, right? I have thought in my mind of what part of this journey I'm on that I want them to be a part of. Certain things only tell DW and talk to you. certain things only tell Mac certain things only tell Randy. Blue is probably the only person that has the capacity for all, <coughs> excuse me, that has the capacity for all of it because she's a life coach, yada yada, whatever. So she's able to, um, she's able to give me friend. Responses, but also genuine life coach type responses. I didn't realize how important that was until I started expressing myself, just in general. And certain people be like, "Oh, you've been extra. Oh, that's crazy," or you know, not have a response, or I'll say something, then they'll immediately change the they'll immediately change um, the subject. And I didn't get offended. I didn't get mad. I was like, "Oh, this not." This is not that relationship. This is not something that uh, you're willing to bend or break or, or, or bend on as a result of our friendship. That's fine. I don't take offense. I just know what type of friend you are and in what situation, you know, um, I can come to you, right? It's important to learn that it takes a lot, like we got to get out of this fear. Um, at some point you'll get tired of being tired because you'll be you'll be overwhelmed with grief with anger with uh, just annoyance of how am i trying so hard to be a friend how am i trying so hard to be a partner and all these things are going on and i can't get that respect i can't get that response that i need that little oomph to push me over that's why i learned I had to start filling my own cup. And what I mean by that is literally I'm not jumping at everything my friends are going through. I'm not jumping at relationship stuff. I'm not jumping, you know, when the kids have have issues. Yeah, I'm paying attention like, "Oh, let me let me listen in a little bit. Let me see if if they're going to need help processing this." But I'm no longer just 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 jumping forward, because I'm tired myself. I'm exhausted myself. I am overwhelmed myself and like everybody knows when you get overwhelmed and you stress in and, and life is life in it turns into you lashing out for me it's very important that I don't lash out I want to be who I say I am so it's important for me to not be this angry person because that gets me nowhere I want peace again I am not saying that I won't get mad I don't get mad I'm not saying that I won't have disagreements, but I pride myself in, in just trying my best to keep it as kosher as possible, even in the midst of disrespect. Because I get overwhelmed, and it's just like, all right, like I will go right back to, I'll slap the of everybody. Let's fight. Like, I'll burn this whole shit down. I don't care. It's important not to allow these things to force you to lash out. You have to be the master of your anger because once you get to that point of lashing out and that anger consumes you, you lose so much. You lose so much. And the one thing that you're searching for, the one thing that you're like, I just need this, Every time you lash out in anger, every time you lash out without understanding, every time you lash out just on some, I'm j- this is what it is, I'm emotional numbers. You lose a piece of the thing that you're looking for. And it's peace. And I'm telling you that from experience. I've lost my peace so many times from suffering and silence and letting it compound and now I'm expressing it in an unhealthy way. Now I'm bugging out and and going off on people and cussing and 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 just doing all this stuff for no reason. There's a point that's gonna come that you're gonna you're gonna need help. Right? You're gonna need help, but you have to understand what help looks like to you, and you don't You don't learn that until you start speaking up. I've been struggling with the loss of Kennedy since finding out, since having to fly out there, since holding her dead body. Like I've been trying to figure it out, and I was like, "Dang, what? Like, what does help look like in this situation?" Because logically I know she's not coming back. But I felt like it was on me that she died. The stuff go wrong with my kids, even if it's the other parent that created the issue, I feel like it's on me. I had to learn the type of help I needed in those situations because the help that I was getting, the conversations that I was getting was creating more anger because again, I'm like, I just don't understand like how am I going this hard and this thing and this person is so important to me, but I am not equally as important to them. So I was like, all right, babe, active listening, empathy, Reassurance, respect, and non-judgmental encouragement are the things that help me when I open up to receive help. Because I said at the beginning, there's a part of me that I shut down because I don't want to put that on you. It's your responsibility to to walk side by side with me. Relationship, friendship, even you know, even the kids to an extent. It's not your responsibility to continue carrying me when you have weights of your own. And if I don't know what help looks like to me, I'm gonna let you kill yourself carrying me uphill on your back. Because you don't know what help looks like to you either. You just know we got to get to the top. You don't care how we get there. But I do because what if we get to the top and you you, now you're like, dang, you hurt. You put too much on me. Because you're going to come to your realization, right? And so I isolate and I'm quiet until I'm like, this is the help that I need in this situation. And I make sure that I'm intentional about the help that I need in this situation. The help is never the same. It's never the same. Because I'm paying attention to each other's situations. I'm paying to each emotion, each feeling that I get the best that I can so that I can apply the right know-how. I can apply the right uh, tone. I can apply the right ask if I'm allowing someone to help me. The, non-judgment, the non-judgmental encouragement is major for me because when you are going through stuff like this, you do ignorant things. You say ignorant things, you get yourself in situations that are difficult to get out of because you're so bogged down with certain things your mind is not operating correctly and now you're stuck and from the outside, again, I don't I don't want nobody to look at me like, oh, he has depression excuse everything that he does I do expect if I'm like, yo, this is crazy, this is how I'm feeling and I'm opening up to you and you're one of my people for you to have some advice other than sucking up, other than it's not that important, other than, you know you been extra It's in the back of our minds whether truly selfless acts of help exist. I think I've had two people, three people ever in my life that has ever gave me help without manipulation, ulterior motives, or just to be like, oh, I did that. So when you get in front of people, it's like, oh, I did that for him. Like to make fun of you. He didn't have this, or he like he 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 wasn't mentally strong for that, but I got him to like you know what I mean? There's very few people that I, I, I have that I've experienced that way. And it's important to have those people. It's traumatizing and it forces us to completely cut out the idea of help. Which in turn fosters unhealthy isolation. I talk about healthy and unhealthy isolation on many more podcasts, so go back and, and listen if you want details about that. But here's the thing, right? Healing puts us in this uh repetitious cycle of opening, closing wounds. Without understanding this looks like we're complaining it looks like we are bringing up old stuff the reality of it is healing doesn't have a time frame like it it doesn't but it doesn't give us the right to attack or be attacked for not being able to move on from hurt from pain from confusion from chaos everybody has to move on in their own time everybody has to get through in their own time they got to figure it out if it's too much for you, I tell my uh, I tell my friends often, and 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 they're aware. Like if if what I'm saying is too much, and they don't love loss again. I like if I come to you, and you're not that friend, and you're like, no, that's too much. I'm not mad at you. You're not that friend. I I made a I made a mistake by telling you that. Right. But we have to understand that when we are dealing with people and, you know, if you're dealing with me, if, you're, if you watch this podcast and you're somebody that wants to deal with me, um, healing doesn't have a time frame. I'm very cognizant of how I act. I'm very cognizant of how I love, how I dislike, how I speak. I'm very cognizant of that. I'm not trying to complain. I'm not trying to woe is me, but it's a lot of stuff that goes on with my emotions that I haven't talked about but I'm almost finished healing over if that makes sense and a lot of times just thinking about certain things just hurt and it just is what it is and my hurt, it it don't give me the, the right to try to hurt you to bring you into that negative energy um none of that, but we have to also stop telling people to move on, because all we're doing, we're we're telling kids they can't be depressed, they can't be sad, we're telling them how they're supposed to feel, how they're not supposed to feel, then they become adults, lost, afraid of therapy, listening to social media, listening to friends, um, Reading statistics of, oh, you're this age, you got to have that car, that house, like, fuck out of here. It's the, the, like, we're in the Truman Show, and everybody just watches everybody to, to see what the next thing is. And it's like, I know that no matter which way I turn, I'm in the matrix. But I'd rather be in a matrix to where. I'm willing to control every aspect of what I can control no matter what the pain is of the other uh pieces of the matrix. Like things that 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 can help you get through this this silent suffering is accepting your emotions anybody who knows me knows I am big on accepting my emotions. If I'm sad, I'm sad. If I'm hurt, I'm hurt. If I'm mad, get fuck away from me. Like, it's important to accept that it's normal to experience a wide range of emotions, including negative ones. Trying to suppress or deny emotions can lead to emotional distress. Instead, work on understanding and processing your feelings. That's one of the greatest things, I think, that I've learned through this process. And I've always told my kid, nah, I feel how you feel. Fuck that. Like, I hate to hear when, when it's like, oh, like, toughen up. You can't be emotional. How? How am I, how am I learn to do with it? Can you imagine how difficult it was and how difficult it is as adults when you cry for the first time for real. Right? Because a lot of times in in the multiple cultures, shut that crying up, get tough. And so you think that's the way to do it, but when you get older and you have that real cry, you you tell yourself, get tough. That shit don't work because it's real emotions that you don't even understand. Like that's what would be getting me mad about certain things when it when it comes to, you know, victims not speaking up and or speaking up when they're ready, when they feel safe, when they feel secure in who they are to be able to say what it is. It's like we're not taught to deal with that. Think about that. We're not taught to deal with, with real emotions. So you gotta understand, um, you got to understand your emotions and and process your feelings properly. Practicing emotional intelligence will develop self-awareness and an understanding of your emotions. This will help you manage your emotions effectively and empathize with others. And in turn, it'll help you be able to speak up for yourself. This podcast has helped me so much in healing because... I listen back to it, and my mind is like, bro, you telling them this, at what point are you going to start doing this? And for a good part of this podcast, like y'all have no idea how much this podcast helps me as a human being. Because I'm doing research about what I want to talk about because of you know, things that I'm going through, but things that I kind of feel like we all go through and a lot of us are afraid to talk about. And I learned, I, I learned so much. Um, another thing, you got to be able to identify your triggers. Pay attention to the situations or people that trigger neg- uh, negative emotions and reactions. You know, once you get to that and once you identify who they are, what they are, work on strategies to address it or avoid it. I got about two times to tell you, and not let me not lie, I got about one time to tell you, you hurting me. I got another time to, to like, all right, you didn't understand that one. Now I got to get detailed in how you're hurting me. Once I get to that point and the hurt still continues in any capacity, done. Because I've identified my triggers. I I know the trauma that I went through in the situations. Again, I don't have to be disrespectful to anybody and say this person did this, did that, said this, said that, because I was there. It affected me. It affected me. I wasn't able to say it in real time and even now that I am able to talk about it or think about it, still, I'm not gonna disrespect nobody. It's important though. Like, you, you, you got to identify your triggers. You have to also, and again, I've been like this for a while, but um, more so in my healing. You got to limit negative influences. You got to minimize exposure to negative or toxic people and environments and surround yourself with supportive and uplifting individuals who contribute positively to your emotional well-being. You have to have a, a a support group, you have to have friends um, that love you but want to see you do better in the way that you need to do better instead of just trying to be cool with people or uh, instead of just trying to, to go with the flow of things. like You got to be very intentional on how you speak to people, what you speak to them about. You got to understand that. It is not healthy to suffer in silence. They're not coming for you. Nobody's coming. You got to be your own superhero. You have to be your own advocate. You have to be your own protector. No one is coming. You got to be able to speak up for yourself. In order to do that, you have to dig deep in who you are as a person and figure out your triggers. You know, look at the trauma that you went through. See why does it still affect you? You know, how does it still affect you? Break that shit down and, and figure it out. But I don't want any of you who listen to this podcast, I don't want you to feel the pain that I felt alone. I don't want you to go through the stuff that I go through mentally alone. I want to encourage you to say that shit with your chest. I could care less of people's opinions about me if it means I can hold on to the little piece that I've been able to establish. We got to go through something to get somewhere. And I'm glad that you guys are able to do that with me. Yo, thank you for tuning in to the podcast. Head over to www.peacefullyflawed.com for all things complex. Um, Get your Peacefully Flawed apparel. Again, www.peacefullyflawed.com. If you want to donate to the podcast, head over to the app Good Pods. There's a tip jar over there. Just search uh, Poetic Properties. Um, If you want to donate to the business overall, go to my Twitter page, the Complex, there's a tip jar over there. If you are somebody who likes, comments, and shares, I appreciate you guys more than you know. I haven't checked you know, in a few weeks, but last I checked, we were still doing 27 countries um, consistently. I still want to build that up and, and just continue to be able to help people. Again, check out www.peacefullyflawed.com for all things complex. Remember, no matter the darkness, as long as we have air in us, We have the opportunity and ability to get to the light. Peace.